Welcome, everybody, to the Something in the Air podcast brought to you the first and third Wednesdays of the month here at the Press of Atlantic City. It is the beginning of the month. We are coming off of another snowstorm as we're recording this in New Jersey State Climatologist, Dr. Dave Robinson. Have you decided to move to the shore yet? No, but I know what was in the air there this past month. A lot more flakes than I saw here in central New Jersey. But we are on a roll. I'm a climatologist, not a meteorologist. So I'll stick with the long term means and, okay. and head up to Sussex County. Mm, okay. Well, well, I'll tell you what, it may, maybe this might change your mind. Atlantic City International Airport, 33.2 inches of snow, more snow than Burlington, Vermont, Worcester, Massachusetts, Portland, Maine. Uh, what else we got here? I'm looking at my list. Um, Concord, New Hampshire. It's pretty good. Absolutely. And a lot more than New Brunswick, New Jersey or, or Sussex, New Jersey. But I might add that's more snow than Atlantic City had in the last three winters combined. So we climatologists <laughs> look at the long term. That's I don't remember I, anything before this year. I mean, yes, I, my mind is very fuzzy. Revel in it. Yeah. Also revel in the fact that Atlantic City Airport since 1958 has had 20 winters with less than 10 inches of snow for the whole winter. Yeah. And yet you had two 10 inch plus storms this month. That, that just true. shows you the what yeah. average snowfall is kind of humorous right. uh, when you look at it. The I think the average Atlantic City is 17.7. The median is 14 something. Um, but the most was um, 58. I'm going to look at my no numbers. Um, it, it's about 58. 58.1. 58.1. And 09.10. But the second most is only 46.9 um, in 66.67. Now, these records only go back to 50, uh, the winter of 58.59. Right. Uh, yeah. So. It, it's been a heck of a month. Um, and one more thing, too. Atlantic Sea National Airport also has the most January snow on record with uh, this 33.3 inches. The old record was, I have it here in my notes, we blew it away. It was 20.9 in 87, 1987. So, yeah, no, no, it was was amazing. And, but your your listeners have to revel in the fact that you were ground zero for snow this month. Yes. Um, You know, it was unusual south of you down to Delmarva to Norfolk. Um, but not with the totals that accumulate Atlantic City. And north of you, remember, Tom's River had essentially nothing in the first storm yep. on, on the third, so only got into it with the storm on the seventh, but when everybody in the state got into it. And then, of course, the big, the big hit this past um, couple of days. So, uh, you know, and, and you go west of you, folks, yeah. And out in Hamilton, mm-hmm. Hamilton this month had uh, 17.5 inches of snow. So, you know, right there in the AC, immediate AC area and metropolitan area, if you will, yeah. um, really has bonus, just bonus. It's been, I mean, I'm loving it. And, and you're right. You know, we cover Hamilton, we cover Bridgeton. Those places have not seen as much snow, but still, I think everywhere did pretty good. Bridgeton, you might have a total. I think it was seven. I, I would have to double check off the top of my head, but I think it was about seven they got. But anyway, 
So this was a blizzard at the shore. National Weather Service confirmed it. 35 mile an hour winds, visibility at or under a quarter mile, uh, blowing snow. It doesn't have to snow for three plus hours. Yep. For three, three plus, plus hours. hours. That is key. Um, and it underwent bombogenesis, which everyone loves to hear about. It uh, dropped, <laughs> I believe, 35 millibars in 18 hours. That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. And 24 in in 24 hours is the my, the minimum. Right. So it was one and a half times that in terms of how quickly this low uh, deepened, the bottom fell out. And, and frankly, what's remarkable is that this was seen in the forecast models a week before some hint. Um, there wasn't any energy from this storm essentially in the continental U.S. until two, three days before it was coming off the Pacific and there was some low pressure off the southeastern coast. Um, yet the forecast models, as imperfect as they were and how much they varied from one model to the next and how much an individual model wave waffled back and forth a little, ultimately it was a major success in forecasting. Um, they didn't nail it perfectly everywhere. And some of us got less than predicted by just a little bit. But for the most part, we knew for days in advance that the coast was going to get the most. The question was, was the coast going to get it? And if so, how much, right? Yeah. And it really came down to this, I would say maybe from like 2 to 9 a.m., this band of snow that just set up and was dumping heavy snow maybe two inch per hour rates with this. Um, and then you saw that band. I was watching radar. You see that heavy band offshore. It's just slowly moving away. I'm like, oh, just bring it back, bring it back. But, uh, but it's okay. You know, it's okay. I think if you, if you, if you love snow, you're loving this winter. Uh, if you don't like snow, you, you did have the past two winters to, uh, to be okay with here. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to ask you a vague question, you know, in this in this climate changing world, do we see more of these kind of really classic nor'easters, these classic snowy nor'easters develop? You know, they're they're rare enough that it's difficult to come to any kind of scientifically robust conclusion. But look up in Boston. Um, I was just seeing in the globe up there. They've had the majority of their top 10 snowstorms have all been in the last 20, 25 years, and they have records going back to the 19th century. Mm -hmm. um, and, and measurement practices haven't changed all that much that would influence it, nor have the location of the measurements. So there, there's some credibility, and it sounds counterintuitive. And when I was quoted in a couple of articles earlier in, in January, I got some nasty emails sent to me saying, you know, you fool, you're saying it could snow more as the world gets warmer, or you're trying to explain away why it's not snowing less. Um, but it all makes physical sense. Um, when you have warmer air, it can hold more moisture. Now, that includes especially air that's warming from 15 to 25 to 30 degrees. It really changes there. So if in the past we were five degrees cooler, um, we would have had less moisture to work with in the atmosphere. Now we're five degrees warmer, but it's still below freezing when these storms are coming in. 
So they're able to have more moisture entrained within them, thus potentially heavier snow. Now, once you pass that magical 32 degree mark, you're going to see these become more rain events. But when you can introduce enough cold air, you've got a very warm, anomalously warm Atlantic sea surface temperatures. So that's a rich moisture source. When your atmosphere is still below freezing, but close to freezing, um, bam. I mean, you can really um, produce some prodigious snowfall in a warming climate. I mean, there's, there's ample evidence to suggest that the more northern latitudes will get snowier before they get less snowy. There's even some evidence in some research I've been involved with that the northern plains are getting more snow now because they're not as brutally cold uh, in the winter, yet still well below freezing and getting more of a, of a moisture flow into the area. So, um, but the tough part is, that these big storms are pretty rare. So it's difficult to get a judge. We've talked about this with tornadoes. You yeah. can even talk about it somewhat with hurricanes, um, that there's just not a large enough sample in some cases to come to any firm conclusions. But theoretically, it makes sense. Right, right. And and we did a story um, last I think it was last April about what what does wintertime climate change mean in South Jersey. One of the things, to your point, was the increase in the snowfall totals. And when we updated our 10-year climate averages that we did um, that we did do last year, so we went from a 1991 to 2020 baseline, and before it was 1981, 2010, Atlantic City National and, and lower townships saw more snowfall in their new averages up to that 17 that you were just talking about before. So it you know, just kind of feeding into what, what you were just saying before. Right. Now, you know, you have to realize, though, that eventually, and we continue to see this warming, it's going to become less common. Um, we saw in, in December a huge flux of moisture up into Fairbanks, Alaska. They had over five inches of liquid when you melt down mm. the snow and they had freezing rain and even some plain rain. They normally get a half an inch of moisture. Um, just rem remarkable flow of moisture up there that just we hadn't seen previously. So, but again, you can't just even take that one month and say this is, you can say this is rem evidence, not necessarily evidence, but it, it gives you an idea of what the future might hold given changes in, in weather patterns. So, um, you know, there's, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, but um, decreasing snow in the middle Atlantic, we haven't necessarily seen it yet, but we've seen our share of major storms in the last couple of decades. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I want to touch upon that January 3rd, 4th storm just quickly because we talked about it last time. But that was I mean, at the, I'm thinking at the time, I'm like, that's a pretty good storm for us here. Uh, and then this came through, of course, at the end of the month. But that was generally eight to 14 inches for like Southern Ocean, most of Atlantic and Northern Cape May County. And then less as you went south and north, like you said, Tom's River barely saw anything with that storm. We covered it uh, a good amount. I, I just didn't know if you wanted to add anything as on to that. No, but there's uh, put in context with the storm we just had. There's the, the, the key. It's a matter of miles. 50 miles further east, and this storm wouldn't have been much. 
50 miles further west, the January 3rd storm would have right. been more impressive. So it's just, and the and the, the other lesson learned is that the western end of these storms, where you cut off the moisture, can be pretty sharp. Sure. You, can, you can go from a foot of snow to an inch of snow within 20, 30 miles sometimes. So, and, and this is very reminiscent. This, this actually was somewhat of a minor version of the December 26, 2010 storm. And I know you've talked about that. My on favorite, my favorite one of all time. Yeah, I mean, this storm, I won't say by any means paled in comparison to it, but it was reduced. And it was about 25 miles further to the west. So central New Jersey got into the 15 to 20 inch snowfall totals. Mm -hmm. But over by the Delaware River Basin, it was the six inch total. Right. Um, this one also was a little less to the north. That one was really a line north to south. Yeah. But it happens and it's going to happen again. And maybe by Valentine's Day, we'll see. Our pattern's looking favorable for valent for something through Valentine's Day. This was our last podcast that we did. We actually did a winter uh, kind of halfway point, you know, reset here. And we were talking to Rob Real from Weatherworks and Hackettstown. And, you know, he was saying that their forecast is through Valentine's Day. Uh, we have the Pacific North American pattern, the PNA, that's going to remain positive that promotes low pressure troughiness areas of upper level low pressure in the east north atlantic oscillation which measures the pressure differences in greenland and iceland and the azores we can get into that another time but you know it's going to be favored in such a way that that produces slower moving storms up the coast so you know I think we have a little more winter left in us here um but I, I do want to get to the other storms just real quick January 7th Pales in comparison here. We had 5.6 at ACY. It was generally three to six in Cape May County. And that was another one where, again, it was mostly snow. I mean, it was just incredible. Yeah, that and that was a statewide. That was a statewide yeah. event. Everyone was in the five-inch plus or minus a couple-inch range. So everyone shared and shared alike with that storm. Yeah. And then um, I, I do want to talk about not snow. The one storm, well, it depends on where you are, a little bit of snow, but for us, it was not snow. Martin Luther King Day, um, where we got up to the 50s on the southeast wind. And, you know, we had some, some you know, severe weather. We actually had nickel-sized hail in Ocean County. That was actually the, the largest hailstone in New Jersey's January history. Fun fact. Um, and then uh, we had wind damage in Little Lake Harbor tuckered in. Um, I actually went down there because there was a little chatter about that we get a tornado radar kind of supported it. But, you know, I, I went down there, took the drone up. It was all straight line wind damage and it was a small path. So National Weather Service and I kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, they decided it was something from a rear inflow jet, uh, which was kind of air just kind of like zooming back in into the into the base of the cloud. Um and then we had two severe thunderstorm warnings in Ocean County. Only eight have ever been issued in January there. And then this one, from a climate perspective, I want to I get your thoughts on this. We had 0.19 inches in five minutes in Harvey Cedars. I think that's pretty impressive for January, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's indicative of a, what we were talking about earlier with this clausius Clapeyron relationship. With warmer temperatures, the atmosphere has more moisture. And we were talking about temperatures in the 50s there. So yeah. there was certainly the opportunity to have 
abundant moisture available for a rainfall intensity like that. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's like two, I think I did the math on this, two and a quarter inch per hour rainfall rates. If that was July, you'd still say that that was torrential rain that was falling at that. So, you know, it was only five minutes, but I'm yeah, just saying that, was was five minutes. that was an impressive bur uh, burst. Uh, and it, yeah, it ended as snow in the Northwest. You know, the irony is the Northwest part of the state, um, shoot, maybe 10 inches, 15 inches of snow this, this month. Yeah. But they've had snow on the ground for more days than down around Atlantic City. They've had yeah. snow on the ground since that storm, Martin Luther King, and they had snow earlier in the month. But that's indicative of the colder climate up there. The snow is just hanging on the ground there the last couple of weeks, just a couple inches of snow. Right. And just to kind of poke into that a little bit more. So you're saying that that's just directly result of the colder climate. Like, does the latitude have something to do with it? I mean, we are a little bit further south. Yeah, I mean, elevation, um, latitude, um, proximity to the coast, um, all of these things come into play. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, so we're going to take a break. I need a breather after that, all that snow. Um, we're going to come back on the other end. We're going to talk about the temperatures. We'll talk about some other things here. You guys are listening to the Something in the Air podcast. Hey, everyone. It's meteorologist Joe Martucci again. Every time I do a talk, I say if I could take this job again, I would take it 10 times out of 10. And that's for many reasons. One, weather just matters more down here. I've been in many corners of the state, and when it comes to southeastern New Jersey, weather is the most important thing I always hear. Whether it's for tourism, whether it's for farming, or whether it's for boating, well, weather just plays a big role. And not only that, here at the Press of Atlantic City, we're able to give this information to you any way you want. You want it in your newspaper? We got it. You want it in videos? We got it. You want it on our website? Yeah, we have that too. And we can't do it without your support. Your support has been great over the past couple of years, and we look forward to more of your support in the future. To support South Jersey journalism, go to our website, pressofac.com slash subscribe, and you'll have offers that you can't refuse. That's pressofac.com slash subscribe. And we are back to the Something in the Air podcast brought to you the first and third Wednesdays of every month. You know, if you go back in time on these podcast episodes, we have a winter, rest of the winter forecast for you. We were talking about that a little bit in the first half. Um, and we're going to get some more exciting guests. Not as exciting as Dr. Dave Robinson, but more exciting uh, I mean, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> no, no, no. I said, I don't mean more as in more exciting than you. I just meant, hey, we're going to have additional exciting guests. Maybe that that was the words I should have uh, used on that. All right. I'll, I'll stay more exciting put. than you. I'll stay put. Oh, well, <laughs> I didn't go that far. No. Um, anyway, all um, right. what do you want to talk about now? How, well, how about temps? Because, you know, with all this snow, it needs to be pretty cold. And uh, I know we were below average, but I'm just going to kind of give it to you here. I'm going to pass the football off to you. Tell us uh, how we did in the uh, state for the month of January. And if you can focus on, you know, South Coastal area. Yeah, no, you know, you're absolutely right. It's below average. It looks like the marina is going to come in 2.2, 2.3 degrees below normal. And the, um, the airport closer to four below normal. Um, it varies a little around the state. Philadelphia is only a little more than a degree below normal, but you get up in the north a couple of degrees. So it, it's below normal. Um, 
unusually so, no, not even unusually so for the last 10 or 15 years. 2015 was a cold January, 2018 was a cold January. Um, these are temperatures when, whether you look back to 58 or Atlantic City or back in the 1870s at the marina, there's somewhere, you know, if you divided all the Januaries up into thirds, there's somewhere near the bottom of the middle third for cold and, and the top of the upper third okay. um, for cold. Yeah. So right there. To, so in other words, roughly two out of three Januaries are milder, but one out of three are colder. And that's you know pretty impressive in this, this day and age. Um, but interestingly enough, in looking at the changes with the new normals and looking at the winter, December and February warmed from the eight, you know, putting out the 80s and adding the teens. Um, they warm more than January's. January, and even looking back longer, January hasn't warmed as rapidly as the shoulder um, uh, months of winter. And we, we don't know exactly why um, circulation regimes and so on and so forth, maybe a little bit more snow to keep, keep things colder. Um, but it, January isn't the month that's really popped in terms of the winter warming. It's been more December, February, and into March, where there's been more pronounced warming over the last several decades compared to earlier in the 20th century. Right. Now, are, are we seeing the same in the summer? Like, is July not warming as much as June or August or... No, no. The summer is warming pretty uniformly. What's interesting about the summer is just the persistence of how it's how it is warmed. Right. Um, but then we can look at extreme temperatures, too, because one thing we've noticed in our studies is that the extreme cold days of winter are warming at a faster pace than the the temperatures, the overall average winter temperature. Right. So we're not getting those brutally cold nights. And, you know, it got cold a number of January nights. Um, a couple of our weather network stations in Northwest Jersey at Sandyston and Walpack have had five days of sub-zero morning temperatures and as right. cold as minus 10. But minus 10 it isn't even that extreme for cold, cold. You get to 20 below in those areas. That's yeah. extreme. And 10 down Atlantic City. That's impressive. Don't get me wrong. But it's not that extreme cold um, that yeah. we've seen historically. And this is really important. We've talked about this, I think, before with like the wintering over of invasive species like the yep. southern pine beetle. Mm -hmm. They don't like to be freeze-dried at sub-zero temperatures in the Pinelands. Right. We haven't had sub-zero temperatures in the Pinelands, despite it's been a cold month. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, ACY, lowest temperature in the single digits, but not below zero. So I think it's been, I, I think it's fair to say it's been more persistently cold than it has been extreme cold. And a couple of numbers I threw out to you is we didn't have a high temperature below 20 and we didn't have a low temperature below zero. And, and that's the same. And in, 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 I know we're saying Atlantic City or Nashville, that was the same in Hamilton. That was the same in Lower Township. Of course, the shore isn't going to get as cold, but, you know, around there here. But what I want you, if we can, and I know you weren't alive for this, but in 1977, right, we talk about that winter. What was, what was that like we talk about 77 or 79, like just in general, off the top of your head, like what kind of cold were we talking about during those kind of winters? 
Yeah, we had some real cold winters there and one of the snowiest winters in 77, 78. And, and, and thank you, but, you know, that was college and the end of college no. days for me. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and I didn't even live in Jersey during those winters except <laughs> over, over the breaks. I, but I was out in South Central Pennsylvania college. Um yeah, there we had, I mean, even look at some of the football games, the Cincinnati football game that was played, not, not even have to go up to Green Bay, right. um, and temperatures of 15, 20 below down in Asheville, North Carolina. Now, we had a couple of those in the early 80s as well. Um, 81 I'm was not a so sure too. if the Cincinnati game wasn't in 81 uh, and not in set, but the winters of 76, 77, and 78, those would be that the the years in which winter ended so 75 76 those three winters were exceptional um in terms of the cold across the united states especially central and eastern us and the fact that they were back to back to back uh, and 79 was no slouch either um yeah that's when cold was cold if you will um now we saw that in the early 60s as well and such but we haven't seen such a plethora of those brutally cold winters with um, just remarkable um, low temperatures. Um, yeah. We saw some in the 90s, 90, the winter of 94, the winter of 96, um, but particularly 94 had some uh, one brutally cold day where it got to 30 below up in northwest Jersey. Um, but God, no, no, they're rare. Now, some will yeah. say, will we ever see them again? And meteorologically, we could get a similar situation again, but climatologically, our cold air masses are getting warmer and our warm air masses are getting warmer. But especially when regarding the former, it's just difficult to get that kind of cold, but it's not impossible. Look at the central part of the US last February when that polar vortex lobe came down through the central part of the country into Texas. And some areas there had their all time coldest temperatures. So you can't take that purely off the table. It's just the cold is becoming much more rare and the warm is becoming much more common. So we've just kind of shifted the curve or stacked uh, the deck or, or you know, rolled, put, put cold, off the die or just, you know, you got all the things you, you got all these metaphors yeah. and whatever, <laughs> just to get the impression of probabilities. All right. So let's wrap it up here for our January episode. I, I, I was thinking this might have to be a, a director's cut episode with all the exciting stuff and we might be there, but uh, let's just wrap it up. Tell us what's going on with the climate office this month. Are we going to February and uh, where can we find that real time? Uh, weather, temperatures, uh, what do we got, winds, and more? Yeah, well, there's our weather network, njweather.org. But this time of the year in the state climate office, njclimate.org, you can look at snowfall totals by county and with a map following each snowfall event in the state. Um, you have to be a little patient because we do quality control of these. We actually write our observers to say, when did you measure your snow? How did you measure your snow? And we educate them in the process. So look in the next couple 
of days to see the map for this latest storm um, and, and any one we've had so far this winter. So we're pretty busy with that post, post storms and credit to um, Matt Gerbish, the assistant state climatologist for Matt takes the lead with that. And I get to put my two cents in um, now and then. Your name's still on the email. It, it's still it's on the email. It's good to be the and, lead. And, and I still was one of the, uh, uh, on the committee that set up the National Weather Service snow measurement guidelines twice now. We updated it about a decade ago. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm the snow geek, but Matt's the one that really puts the effort into working with our observers to do a wonderful job. Um, we'd be our automated network, we only have a few automated sonic snow gauges. I would love to have more, but we rely on our volunteer observers to just plaster the state with snowfall reports. And it's really very much appreciated. Yeah, no, it, and it's great for everybody involved in the weather community. We got a lot of data from this, from this most recent event. We'll also do another uh, Coco Ross uh, article for the press at some point in the uh, not too distant future. We'll see what happens. All right. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Hope you got everything you need to know about January here across uh, South Jersey and the Jersey Shore. We will be back with you two Wednesdays from now. That will be February. Let's say I'm on the other schedule. Let's say February 9th. How about that? February 9th. Or no, I'm sorry. No, 16th. 16th. Thank you. February 16th. Um, guests to be determined. Additional exciting guests to be determined. Not more exciting guests. But uh, until then, everybody, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, you can visit us at pressmac.com slash weather for the latest. He's Dr. Dave Robinson, New Jersey State College. I am Tony Marducci, meteorologist at the Press of the Take care, everybody.